Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. Joining us, courtesy of the WGK Law Guest Line Hotline, a legendary Scott Garzell. Good morning to you, Scott. What's going on, big bad guys? How you doing, man? <laughs> What's happening? Everything's good. Everything's good. Scott, take me through the process of being in that room and, and casting a Hall of Fame vote. How, how long are you in that room? <laughs> well, uh, kind of strange circumstances. It, it all kind of changed around COVID because it was ours Super Bowl Saturday, gather at the site, uh, start early in the morning, usually by 7 a.m., because uh, the knocks had to be on the door, and then they taped the uh, award show, right, the NFL honor show, and that's when they announced the class. So we, I was kind of playing beat the clock. So they already taped and, the show? They already taped the show? Well, well, they would they would tape it Super Bowl Saturday. Okay. It would air at like 8 o'clock, but it would be taped around 5 o'clock. Okay. So some, some of us would go to the site because the Hall of Fame class is announced and there's press conferences. So it was kind of a beat-the-clock thing. But then when COVID hit, everything changed. We, we, we met by Zoom. This year was the first year where we were going to be back together. We were going to have a meeting in Atlanta in mid-January, uh, and that was the week the storms hit the country. So I got an urgent message on Sunday night. was supposed to fly to Atlanta Tuesday morning for a Tuesday night, Wednesday uh, day meeting to, 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 to vote on the class. Because of the storms, they said, we're going to go Zoom. we got guys flying in from all over the country. Airports are being closed. They probably made the right call. So we met for eight and a half hours in mid-January and picked this year's class. The difference now, instead of the old knock on the door in the hotel, they, they have the class. They know who it is. And they fly to each of the winners, members of that class, and go to their homes, knock on the door. The family knows. I, I think they signed disclosures that they won't reveal anything. And, and we all got to keep it quiet until, you know, t- tonight's the night. The honor show is tonight. And uh, the Hall of Fame class and the MVP and all the other awards will be announced tonight. Okay, so tell us who. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't bring you on for nothing, Scott. Tell us who it is. Break some hey, news. I'm not Jeremy. I, did, I, did, I, did, yeah. I didn't get up yesterday. I will tell you this. We met for eight hours and 25 minutes to discuss the 15 finalists and then the uh, the four other members from the uh, – see Randy Gratishar, Steve McMichael, Art Powell, who was a, a terrific receiver in the early days of the AFL, and then Buddy Parker, who coached both the Lions – Coached the Lions the two championships, beat Paul Brown's uh, Browns, and also coached with the Steelers. Those were the four finalists. And a gr- a, let me tell you a real quick Buddy Parker story, because a lot of people probably don't know him, but Bobby Lane and the Lions had championship teams in the 50s. Well, 
Buddy Parker had won two championships, beat Paul Brown's Browns, 57 season. They leave their training camp uh, out near Pontiac in Cranbrook where they trained. I, I covered a couple of camps out there. And they had a Meet the Lions night downtown. So they get on buses to bring the team down to meet sponsors and, you, you know, the, kind of the typical meet the team night. Buddy Parker tells the guys, I don't want you – I don't want you hanging out with the sponsors and drinking and, you know, kind of stick to yourselves and we'll do this thing and get back to camp. Well, apparently there wasn't a lot of traffic. They, they come downtown to Detroit and they get there early. And I don't know, Buddy Parker doesn't come right away. He comes in and Bobby Lane was noted for carousing and, you know, he would have a drink or two, maybe some at halftime. But anyway, <laughs> all the Lions were hanging out with the sponsors and drinking. Buddy Parker gets up to the podium on Meet the Lions night and says, this team – won't amount to anything. They have no discipline. They don't listen to their coaches. And I am done with the Detroit Lions. He resigned like two days before the season. Buddy Parker just quit and walked out. They, they thought it was a joke. He was serious. He quit. <laughs> His guys were having a couple of beers, and Buddy goes, this team, and the best part of it, he quit. He said, they have no discipline. These knuckleheads aren't going anywhere. They won the championship in 57 with George Wilson, who, who replaced Buddy Parker, who walked out on team three days before the season. That's great. Well, we found the problem. Uh, that stuff doesn't happen anymore. That's too good. Hey, Scott, oh, when you have a class like that, they're just looking at the names. You've got, like, multiple defensive ends, four wide receivers. Um, is there an advantage if you're just a running back or not a tackle or a lineman with just yeah. one? Yeah. Well, let, 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 let me talk about the wide receivers a little bit because there, there are three that really were worthy. Andre Johnson, Torrey Holt, they've been finalists several times, and Reggie Wayne. And I think all of us were saying these three guys are probably going to be in Canton sooner than later. But I think when you got three like that, they take votes from each other. You know, I, yeah. I might like Torrey Holt. He might be the, the guy I think is the tops of the three. So I vote for Torrey Holt. You guys vote for Reggie Wayne and Andre Johnson, and, and we pull enough votes from each other that none of them get in. So my hope is that one of the three gets in this year, and if when that happens, I bet you the other two are in within two or three years because now there's only, there's only two instead of three. So I think it is tough when you've got multiple guys at the same position because they steal votes from each other. Just put Reggie Wayne in already and stop with the excuses, sir. I know. Oh, yeah. I know. Actually... My my preference, and I think all three are Hall of Famers. Mm-hmm. And there's there's a couple other. I mean, Heinz Ward has been a finalist. He, he's he's not in yet. Yep. Uh, you can look at the career of Steve Smith and and Quan Bolden and say those those are Hall of Fame numbers. So there, there's so many guys you just can't get enough in. But uh, hopefully one of those gets in this year, and I wouldn't be surprised if one gets in. This year, the other two are in with the next two or three years. Hey, Scott, do you think I'd be off base in saying that Peppers and Gates feel like locks this year? I, I, I don't think locks, Jeremy. Uh, I kind of went in thinking um, it, it's pretty tough to be a first ballot guy, right? I, I think that that's special. Uh, there were some eyebrows raised a few years ago when Jason Taylor got in on the first ballot. I think some of the old school guys go, you know what? Maybe that's a Hall of Famer, but I'm not sure he had to go in the first year when there have been other people that have been finalists for four or five times that haven't got in. But, uh, but I, th- I think both of those guys, in my mind, going into the meeting, I thought one of the two would get in. I wasn't sure that if both would get in because of, 
you know, the three wide receivers that have waited and been finalists five and six times. Uh, there's Dwight Freeney, another guy that he, he's knocked on the door. Patrick Willis. There, there's so many guys, and there's only five spots. So uh, if, if they both got in, I couldn't say, hey, that guy, I, I'm shocked that he got in on the first ballot. But I just my, – my gut feeling was one of the two. Now, which two? Uh, I know now, but I, I didn't know going into the meeting to say, yeah, that that's the guy or both the guys. Uh, but I, I think that first ballot thing, there, there, there are some guys that you know, right? When Tom Brady comes right, up right. In, a, in a couple of years or Aaron Rodgers, you're going to stand up, sit down. You know, R- Ray Lewis was that kind of guy. R- Ray Lewis was a first ballot Hall of Famer. Uh, I'm not sure both of these guys get in, but uh, they're they're, they're going to be in Canton. Scott, we got to go, but real quick, uh, quick answer for these two guys: Is Terrell Suggs the first ballot guy next year? No, no well, you know what, Terrell and Marshall Yonda. Uh, yeah, those are two are, I was going to ask you about. Are both at, uh, I, I think Yonda might have an edge in that he was a unanimous All-Decade pick. There were fifty, I think, fifty-six players named to the All-Decade team. Only five or six of them were unanimous, and Marshall Yonda was that guy. So um, I'm, ho- I'm hoping. I, I think they're, they both had Hall of Fame careers. Haloti Nata was up this year, really didn't get much traction. He was a pretty special player, too. But I think Yonda and Suggs have had Hall of Fame careers. First ballot, I'm hoping may- maybe Yonda with an edge over Suggs because there's still a lot of guys waiting that have a lot of sacks around the Terrell Suggs neighborhood. And, Rob, the, the easy thing about this is everyone that Scott presents goes in on the first ballot, so they will be on the first ballot. No pressure yeah, at all right. for Scott. I mean, if you think yeah. about it, like, who would have thought that he would have got Ed Reed, Ray Lewis, and John Ogden in on the first ballot? That's how good this That's guy impressive. is at presenting. Impressive. Yeah. It's impressive, Takes Scott. a special presenter to get those kind of guys in, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> hey, Scott, thanks a lot, my friend. Can't wait the baseball season. All right, guys, good, good catching up. Thanks, thanks Scott. Scott. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.